Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. And if you're new to this channel or new uh, to this um, program, let me tell you, uh, I give you news and views uh, from a West Texans biblical perspective. And so the key word here is biblical. So um, what I wanted to jump in today and talk about real quick is COVID-19, the vaccine and the adverse reactions from that. You're not going to hear it on mainstream media. No, you're not. And so I'm going to bring it to you live. So uh, what I've been talking about and what I've been following during the pandemic um, was this gentleman on um, on YouTube. I found him a while back. His name is John Campbell. And um, he um, he is actually a nurse educator. And I do believe he's in the UK. Anyway, it says um, the COVID jab supporter gets red pill. So he was all for this COVID vaccine, right? And he had been, but he'd been doing studies on it, right? And that's what I like to watch him because he actually broke it down. And uh, it wasn't just a one-sided thing, right? He wasn't uh, like the media, you know, hook, line, and sinker, right? But he was doing his own research. And so Here's the thing, and it says in mid-November 2021, the FDA released the first 91 pages, which alone uh, revealed the FDA has been aware of shocking safety issues since April 30th of 2021. For nurse educator John Campbell featured in the video above, these documents appear to have served as a, quote, red pill, unquote, waking him up to the possibility that the jabs may be far more dangerous than anyone expected but he didn't get around to reviewing them until now and why because they were just never released right because a federal judge in texas ordered pfizer to release those now let's backtrack here right i want to backtrack and we're going to figure out i'll pay close attention guys so here this is um peterlegal.wordpress.com and legal is spelled l-e-g-y-e-l wordpress.com so check this out uh you can go to his website here and check it out um is uh peter gill or peter gill i'm not sure um how to pronounce his website i'm so sorry dude uh, it's g-y-e-l is how you say his last name so he goes he was in september of 2021 a group called the public health and medical professors uh, professionals for transparency or for short phmpt filed a freedom of information act request with the u.s food and drug administration to obtain the documentation used to approve comernity uh, including safety and effectiveness data adverse reaction reports and lists of active and inactive agreed ingredients when, after a month, the FDA still had not responded to the uh, Freedom of Information Act, the uh, PHMPT group sued. So Pfizer and the FDA asked the judge to give, this is what, listen, listen to this, Pfizer and the FDA, they're supposed to be looking out for us, the FDA, asked the judge to give them 75 years to release all the documents doling out just 500 pages per month but unfortunately the judge ruled that they have to release them at a rate of 55,000 pages per month thank god but I want, red flags should be going up right now red flags in your head 
I don't care where you're listening to me from. If you're listening to me in Japan, Turkey, uh, I don't care where you're listening to me from. Iran, UK, London, Iceland, I don't care. Right now, you should be thinking Pfizer in, in the United States Federal Drug Administration asked a judge, asked a federal judge to give them 75 years to release all the documents. And they just wanted to give out 500 pages per month. <laughs> right now, you should be thinking to yourself, something is bad wrong with that. Yes, something is bad wrong with that. We're going to move along. So anyway, moving right along. So cumulatively, through February the 28th of 2021, Pfizer had received 42,086 adverse event reports, including 1,223 deaths. The latest tranche of Pfizer documents also includes a whopping nine pages of recorded side effects, 158,000 in all. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Let that sink in. So in this video, uh, Campbell reviews the documents listed um, as uh, 5.3.6 postmarking experience. So you can find all of these documents if you want to go, which I did. You can actually go to uh, the Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency, and that is uh, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash um, PHMPT.org. So that would be the Public Health Medical Professionals for Transparency. That's PHMPT.org. And you can click on the Pfizer documents and uh, you can read them all for yourself. You can read them for yourself and quite staggering. But anyway, he goes on. He says, um, uh, he says, post-marketing, while we're originally marked confidential, which were originally marked confidential, he says they revealed that cumulatively through February of 28th, 2021, Pfizer received 42,086 adverse events reports, including 1,223 deaths. Because as noted by Campbell, uh, it would have been good to know about this at the time, wouldn't it? Referring to the rollout of the jabs, Campbell has been fairly consistent in his support of the safe and effective vaccine narrative. But this has just destroyed trust and authority, he says. To have 1,223 fatalities and 42,086 reports of injury in the first three months is a significant safety signal, especially when you consider that 1976 swine flu vaccine or the 1976 swine uh, flu vaccine was pulled after only 25 deaths. You guys remember that? I have talked about that several times. I have brought that up several times. And that's true. That's true. You know, when you, uh, when you're watching TV, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but here in the United States, it's like, if you or a loved one has taken blah, 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 and you have suffered blah, 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 whatever, you know, call this hotline and you can speak to an attorney, right? Uh, and anyway, and also when you take drugs, any kind of pharmaceutical drugs and it's on, on the commercial, it'll have, it has to have a black box, black box warning. So if more than 25 people have died in a result of taking this medication, no matter how many is gone out, it, it gets a black box warning. And then on that black box warning, they have to tell you that fatality, fatal death is, is a side effect, is a possible side effect. But here we have 1,223 fatalities in just three months. 
and uh, nobody's saying anything. FDA, not saying anything. Pfizer, mum's the word. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess you guys have a better idea of what the hell is really going on. They're trying to kill you. They're trying to kill us. That's what, that's their whole goal. These elitists, these people, they have, they're satanically driven. They are demonically influenced. They don't think for themselves. They don't care about you. All they care about is literally themselves. And uh, if they think cow farts is destroying the ozone layer or whatever, and it's causing climate change, well, these, this is how ridiculous these people are. You know, Romans 1 culture will turn you over to a reprobate mind. The whole world, I do believe, is under judgment right now. I know the United States is under judgment, and we've been turned over to a reprobate mind. And you see it. You do, you see it. But anyway, it says, now the number of doses shipped has been redacted under a Freedom of Information Act redaction code that stands for trade secrets and commercial or financial information obtained from a person and privileged or confidential. Why would the number of doses shipped be confidential? Campbell is clearly bothered by this redaction as you cannot calculate the incidence rate or side effects if you don't know what the denominator is. As noted by Campbell, that number cannot be proprietary. It's being withheld for some other reason, he says, and he just, uh, and he goes, and I just stated what that might be. He goes, even without knowing the underreporting factor, Campbell is appalled by the number of reported side effects. He said, it is very clear that this information red-pilled Campbell. He goes, for an overview of the types of side effects recorded, check out Campbell's video. And it's above, and I'm going to put that link, if you guys follow me on Podbean, I'm going to put that link uh in the description i'm not sure if it shows up on google cast and spotify and all of that but or itunes but i'm gonna put it in there anyway so he goes he's i've already reviewed that in previous articles so from very early on just three months into this they already knew they already knew and it says so the majority of uh let's say hurry okay let's go back march 7th of 2022 investigative journalist uh sonia elijah published a review of her initial findings on trial site news Having glossed through some of the thousands of newly released documents, her review centers primarily on the case report forms. So it's K- uh, CRS, case report forms. Um, these are documents used in clinical research to record standardized data from each patient, including adverse events. As such, they're a crucial part of the clinical trial process. Um, he continues and he says, a majority of the CRFs in this release were from Ventavia run trial size. Ventavia is currently facing a lawsuit brought by Brooks Jackson, a former <clears throat> Ventavia regional director. Jackson was fired shortly after she brought concerns about potential data falsification and poor laboratory management to the attention of the FDA and higher-ups in the company. Her testimony was published November the 2nd of 2021 in the British Medical Journal, journal, the oldest and most prestigious medical journal, journal in the world, uh, by investigative journalist uh, Paul Thacker. But Facebook fact-checkers actually tried to debunk this BMJ article and censored it. In her review of the CRS, Elijah found a number of errors and anomalies that seemed to corroborate Jackson's claims, including the following. So, 
Harry's going to talk about patients entered to the quote healthy population group who were far from healthy. She said, for example, one healthy participant was a top two diabetic with angina, a cardiac stent, and a history of a heart attack. Uh, serious adverse event or SAE numbers were left blank. Ventivius uh, uh, has a particularly large number of missing SAE numbers, missing barcodes uh, for samples collected. A uh, suspicious-looking um, serious adverse event start and end days. For example, the so-called healthy diabetic suffered a, quote, serious, unquote, heart attack um, October 27th of 2020. The end date is listed as October the 28th, the next day, which is odd because it was recorded as serious enough to require hospitalization. Also on that same day, October the 28th, the patient was diagnosed with pneumonia, so likely remained hospitalized. This anomaly raises doubt as to the accuracy of these recorded dates, potentially violating the ALOCAC clinical site documentation guidelines for clinical trials. Elijah continues, um, this is insanity. This is, I just, I just want you guys to know that they most definitely uh, are covering up and hiding information and uh, just just the point that um they wanted 75 years before they released this information should be all the all the information that you really need to make your decision on if you trust your government or not i know in the united states i don't trust my government i haven't trusted my government in a long time though but um, so there's an enormous gap about what we've been told and about reality. And he says the Pfizer documents reveal an enormous gap in that. And he says, he said the FDA and Pfizer actually knew about it. In a recent article published by the Defender, Dr. Merle Nass asked Pfizer FDA documents contradict official COVID vaccine safety narrative. Is this fraud? Uh, yeah, I do believe it's fraud. Uh, we have vaccine pregnancy and fertility with Dr. Walensky. This is on, this is on YouTube as well. You guys need to check it out because, um, I, man, I'm telling you, there's been a 31% increase in stillborn deaths, uh, in the women who have taken vaccines, 31% increase that ought to infuriate you. Number one. Um, I'm not going to go into it on this. This is basically uh, just wanting you guys to understand what is really going on. So, um, and what they're what they're hiding from you. So, um, she's a director of the CDC, by the way. But I'm going to roll back up here and I'm going to play some of this video. Um, this is uh, from the gentleman here on his YouTube channel. And I want you guys to listen for your own words from, from John Campbell's own words. Remember, he's a nurse educator. So listen to what he has to say. And he's, man, he breaks it down. I'm gonna play it almost right here. So here we go. See, of, 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 uh, courtesy of this site that can all now be downloaded, which is great. And this is what we want to look at particularly. So that's kind of the, the convoluted story so far. Why has it been so difficult to get this information? Court orders. We're talking about a health issue here. This should surely this should have been public domain information from the start, so that we could have been well informed. Um, but let's look at it anyway. Um, so that's the group there. That's their link. 
uh, freedom of information, all, all those things I've just shown you are all there, and that's the core order. So you can actually download these for yourself. And that's the list of downloadable documents, which as we've said is, uh, is, is extensive. So what we're looking at here is this one. This is where most of this information is coming from. And this was originally confidential to Pfizer before it had been released. And it's quite an extensive document. And I must say, it's not a particularly easy read. It's quite, uh, quite difficult to make sense of what there's a lot of abbreviations and things. They do give you a list of abbreviations that helps. Anyway, uh, cumulative analysis of post-authorization adverse events reporting. So this is putting together the analysis of the post-authorization. This is post-marketing after the emergency use authorization of the Pfizer vaccine. As I say, check on it for yourself. So this is adverse events reporting, and it's only a very early stage. <clears throat> it's only from the 1st of December 2020. And of course, the, the Pfizer wasn't approved. I don't think it was in the States till the 11th of December through to the 28th of February. So it's, it's three months at most. Uh, so through to the 28th of February, a total of 42,086 cases reported, some medically confirmed, others non-medically confirmed. But that's the data set they seem to be working off, 42,086 adverse events. Uh, it would have been good to know about this at the time, wouldn't it? Um containing 158,000 different uh, events. So obviously some people having more than one event. Uh, most cases were received from the United States, uh, 13,739. Also from the United Kingdom, also from Italy, also from Germany, also from France, also from Portugal, also from Spain, and uh, from 53 other countries as well. So um, quite an impressive piece of post-marketing data gathering, really. So obviously we want to take these, we want to, what we should do now really is take these numbers, the, uh, the 1,223 associated uh, fatalities and the 42,000 and a few um, associated adverse events and relate that to the number of vaccines given. But this is the part that deals with the, the vaccines given and it seems to me that this is redacted. Now if that is redacted, why on earth? Would they want to redact that information because that means we could work out the percentages of people getting adverse reactions and the percentage of people dying due to vaccination but we can't because we don't actually know how many vaccines were given out why would they want to redact that information why wouldn't we be able to access those percentages unless i'm wrong and that means something else but i think it means redacted do do, do let me know um since the 11th of december 2020 Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine has been available under emergency use authorization in the United States, which we're looking at as today's example. Now, this the final approval wasn't given until the 21st of August. And at that point, uh, Janet Woodcock, uh, Dr. Janet Woodcock, acting FDA commissioner, uh, said this, and this is on this is on that site there. Check it out. It's, uh, I, I, this is as reference based as I can make it. While millions of people have already safely receive COVID-19 vaccine, we recognize that for some time, the FDA approval of a vaccine uh, may now install additional confidence to get vaccinated. So in other words, this is the move from um, emergency use approval to formal approval. Now, she's saying safely here, but at this time, at this time, my understanding is she would have had access to this document. 
So how how would you say it's safe when, when this document is indicating uh, there's, there's been 1,223 associated deaths? That's that bit there with the redacted bit in. Um, so even he says they had access to the information and they're saying it was safe. And so uh, what else is surprising to me is that they've now... They, the um, Pfizer and Moderna have actually requested um, that they be allowed to give the vaccine to children as young as six months old. I want you to think about that. Knowing what you know now, okay, knowing what you know now from their own words and their own research pages that have been released, they think you're not going to read them. They think that since no news media outlet is going to talk about it, no major news outlet will talk about it. Because, oh, no, no, no. Because they all, think about BlackRock, all these, all these people, they own literally everything. They own our governments. They own our politicians. Face it, folks. They own everything, right? Do you honestly think they're going to tell you what's in these pages? I did a search trying to find some information um, about, it's buried, it's buried. And so I was watching um, a program the other day, I think it was Billy Crone was on there. Um, anyway, they're talking about like, you can research stuff if you want to online, but you're not going to find it. So now we have this new ministry of truth. That's going to scare the crapola out of you guys. I'm telling you, uh, I, haven't, I haven't done a lot of research. I'm going to be reading about that tonight so that I can maybe do a program on that a little later on tonight or maybe tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to do some research on the ministry of truth, but I tell you what, it's not good. That's for sure. Um, and so they're wanting to control the internet, which for the most part they do, these huge corporations, they do. And so you can top anything into, and it's going to steer you to what they want you to read, to what they want you to know. It's not going to steer you to the truth, but it's going to, all these algorithms and all this stuff is like literally moving you to what they want you to see, to only what they want you to see. So the truth, folks, is like I said, it's been harder and harder to find. But I mean, you can still find it, but you have to listen to people like John Campbell and you have to like search, literally search for the truth. And uh, it's sure not going to be in your mainstream media, right? So that's why I try to give you guys news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view i try to find things that are that you're not going to hear in the mainstream media that is the whole point of this i am a god has called me to be a watchman on the wall and i take that very seriously because you know i it, it's like the bible says in ezekiel that's where you get the watchman on the wall from say somebody dies right and you had the opportunity to tell them the truth like hey you know, you're in sin that's a sin whatever and you didn't tell them that even though you're saved you didn't tell them that, right? And they die, and they die in their sin. Well, guess what? God will require that person's blood at my hands because I knew they were sinning, and I didn't tell them. I didn't warn them, right? Now, on the flip side of that, the person's sinning or like whatever, and I warn them, right? I tell them, hey, judgment's coming. Hey, if you don't get saved, you know, this is what, you know, blah, 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 right? But I warn them, and they refuse, refuse um, the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, then the blood God requires at their hands. But the point is, you know, it's my job, but I, you know, the Lord has called me to do that. That's why I sound the alarm. That's why it's called Bible prophecy for today, because 
everything going on in the world today has already been told to us through the Bible. God said these things were going to happen. Don't let it catch you off guard. Don't be deceived. Jesus told us, uh, oh, many, many times, be ye not deceived. For all you King James people out there. I have friends that are King James only, right? Yeah, whatever. You know, I think it's cute, though. I think it's cool because be ye not deceived, the Bible says. But in regular English, Jesus said, don't be deceived. These things are going to happen. And I'll tell you how great the deception is during these times that we're living in right now that Jesus said, if it were not so, even the elect would be deceived. So if you're saved, you won't be deceived. Well, hopefully you're not. Now, if you're if you're just living your best life now, say you truly are saved, right? You're truly saved, but you're not doing what God has called you to do, right? You're just out there living your best life, you know? You're going to the church, you know, that's telling you what you want to hear. Um, yeah, and just like, you know, like it's a country club, right? Wrong. Wrong. You need to examine your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you can sit in a church that doesn't preach the word of God, that doesn't tell you about um, end times, that doesn't tell you about prophecy, doesn't um, doesn't convict you, if the word from the pulpit does not convict you or offend you, then you're in the wrong church. Okay, I'm not saying offend you like that's heretical. I'm saying preaching the word of God and man, it digs at you, right? Like, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know it. Now this pastor just preached this sermon on and it's like it was directed right at you, right? Like, wow, how did he know that I did that on the weekend? You know, like whatever, right? That's the word of God convicting you, okay? Now, if you just have this pastor up there that talks about his stories all the time, barely cracks open the Bible, or if he does crack open the Bible, he manipulates the word um, to fit his narrative, right? To fit his little stories. You know, the gold dust coming from the ceiling and all of this garbage. You get out. Get out of there. Get out. Because the Bible says in the end times, they will heap up teachers. Heap up all these teachers and pastors to themselves that will preach to them what they want to hear. Will tickle their ears. Will itch their ears, right? That's the end time. That's what the Bible says. We're, honey, we are living in the end times right now. We are living in the end times. We see the apostasy of the church. You don't have to look far to see it. You don't have to look far. Just look at Bethel. Look at Hillsong. Look at all these churches. Look at the Joel Osteens. Look at all these people. You don't have to look far. Elevation. You, you don't have to look far. Stephen Furtick, right? You don't have to look far to see the apostasy of the church. Look at the Southern Baptist Convention. Look at the majority of them. They have fallen. I remember my mom told me and my Aunt Eloise always said, look, if you find yourself in SBC church, then you're in good doctrine. Well, not now. I left the SBC in 2017 because you want to know why? I remember this pastor saying, you don't need to look in. You don't need, we don't need to be looking up for Jesus. We need to be looking out into the community for Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> my Bible tells me. We need to be looking up for the return of Jesus Christ because he's coming. He's going to come in. And Jesus said, when you see the beginning of all these things, you'll lift your head up high because your redemption draws near. And honey, we've seen the beginning of all these things happen start a few years ago. Like the, the convergence of the signs are happening at such an alarming rate. You better start your rapture practice. I'm like, you better get on them tippy toes because Jesus is coming soon to take us home. 
I don't want you to be left behind. You don't want to be left behind. Um, I'm writing another book. Um, and I won't give you the title because it's super cool, but hopefully I'll have it finished by the end of this week and, um, maybe I can get it published by next week. We'll see. It's just a short, quick run through, um, of the rapture. Now I have another one, um, in print already. It's called after the rapture, what comes next? And, uh, my name is Heather O'Daniel and you can get that at Amazon. And, uh, there's, um, I also have a fiction series, which kind of looks at the rapture from a, um, from a, a, a new age, um, you know, point of view, like when it happens, you know, boom, um, you can catch that on audible too. a really, really sweet lady, um, outside of London. I won't name your name, Vanessa, but anyway, she narrated that book for me and did a fantastic job. And I uh, absolutely love her. She's working on the second book, too, um, for me as well. So go to Audible, and you can actually hear the book. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's probably one of my first fiction books that I wrote since I was 13. And I'm old now, people. So, you know, give me a little leniency. But uh, I do have the second book. It's out in print. So the first one is um, Aliens, Demons, um what is it? Aliens, demons, or angels, and it's called World in Chaos. And then the second book is the same: Aliens, demons, or angels, um, and it's called uh, World Peace. And so I'm now I'm working on that other fiction book as well. And I'm on the book three, which is the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So that should be coming up soon. And the other one that I'm working on, hopefully, um, it's like a really short story about what's going to happen. And, uh, like from a realistic point of view, like, you know, you're going to be sitting here and then what happens, like what, you know, what to expect, right? Now, the first one I have is after the rapture, what comes next? That's strictly like verse by verse. I've taken the Bible and it's a quick read. It's like 53 pages, but it's like a manual, like an actual manual. If you are left behind, it tells you point by point what's going to happen. It is so much scripture that I had to use the majority of it as King James, okay? So I'll explain why I'm not a King James version only person, okay? No, but I will tell you why King James is not copyrighted because it's so old, okay? So like the Bible has so, I mean the Bible, of course it does, but the book has so much scripture backed evidence in it that I had to use the majority of it as KJV Otherwise, I would have got written permission from the NASB or, you know, the Lockman uh, Foundation or Lockman he Lockheed Foundation, uh, or I had to get the same thing from the New King James. So you'd have to, I'd had to got written permission. So that's why it's the majority of it is in King James. So if you ever see a book and they use a lot of scripture in it and the scripture takes up more than half of the book and you wonder to yourself, why do they use the King James version? Well, that's why, because you don't have to get written permission because it's not copyrighted like the NASB and the rest of them are right uh, so anyway um let's you know just uh, if you want to please go check out um John Campbell on YouTube because he's got a number a, ser a number of these and I literally have been following him um since the pandemic like a uh, pandemic I really have because I like the way he breaks down things and explains everything and like I said he he was he was actually thinking that the vaccine was good and he was like you know going through it but later you could see he was realizing something something's wrong here right because he's going through the studies and then when this came out he was like oh man so yeah he's absolutely correct but go check out this um this peter gale i think his name is gale g-y-e-l um his blog i'm really impressed um, i haven't read anything from his but it was one of the things that popped up under duck duck go 
uh, when I wanted to research um, Pfizer documents. And uh, yeah, so check him out. It's Peter uh, Legel. I like that. So uh, it's uh, Peter L E G Y E L uh, dot wordpress.com. And so yeah, got some pretty good stuff on there. Um, I did like that article. Um, let's see here what else he's got. He's got how to avoid being fooled at the supermarket. He posted that yesterday. Um, yeah, so how to grow peas. He's got some pretty good info on there. So yeah, go check him out. Another thing, you guys, if you have not um prepared, like I've been saying for over a year now, you better get you some food. How many times have I said that? If you watch my YouTube channel, you better get you some food. And the reason I haven't posted on YouTube very much, number one, editing takes me forever. Um, number two, um, is what I talk about is so controversial to the liberals, the libtards. Um, I might hurt their feelings, you know, oh my gosh, that's, um, uh, that that's mis misinformation, um, all that garbage. So I can't really post a whole lot on YouTube because I've already been, I mean, they've already taken down several of my videos. I can't get them back. I did one on Satanism when I had COVID, I actually, I did it before I had COVID and I got so sick afterwards. I didn't know, but I ended up actually getting COVID. Um, so yeah, so, but they took that, but they didn't take that video down to like six months later. They took it down earlier, um, this year. And I was like, really? They said I was cyber bullying Satanists and pedophiles. That's what they said. And I took it from like Dateline 2020. Um, I took it from like, uh, the BBC. So all of my um, information was like from Sky News and all this stuff, but they said oh, I was the cyber bully. I'm like, whatever. So that, and I, I did stuff on pedophiles, like all kinds of stuff. And so, uh, in, in Hollywood, uh, all kinds of places, right? And so they took it all down. They take my videos down. And so like, I want to, I want a warning. So sometimes I'll post stuff like every six months because that last warning has fallen off. Right. And then I can post something because if not, they'll shut my channel down completely and I'll lose everything. And so all of my videos. Um, but um, I'll probably be posting uh, a YouTube here pretty soon. It just, it just literally takes, I know I, if you don't deal with the software or if you don't, like I look at all these YouTube people and I like to watch this. And from my point of view, like, wow, I know how much work goes into that editing and stuff, you know, and some YouTubers like, um, Oh, Alan Parr on the beat has his own editor, right? He doesn't have to do that. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of them that don't, uh, Spencer Smith, his <laughs> one of my favorite Robin. He's got a lot of documentaries. Third Adam. Definitely go check out all his documentaries on Third Adam, The Rise of the Divine Feminine, and all kinds of stuff. People, you're gonna be blown away. He's got one on the Christian quote rock and roll. I'm sorry, quote Christian unquote rock and roll. And uh I know you guys think I'm like so I'm like a legalist when it comes to this, but I'm not. I am I am a fundamental Baptist, but I am not a legalist. I mean there's a big huge difference, right? I talk about the music and stuff like that and I get oh sorry I mean hit the I get hammered. I get hammered over that. But if you watch his documentary, you're gonna be like, wow, I had no idea. And then the truth about Hillsong, I mean, Hillsong is now coming out. And then he has Bethel graves soaking and all kinds of, think about this folks. And then he listened to their music. Why would you listen to someone's music who thinks it's okay to grave soak? That's Bethel. That's Bill Johnson seriously and then the truth about hell song i mean hill song comes out and then you go look at stephen furtick and listen to seriously and you have the andy stanley thinking it's okay to pay uh to play led zeppelin stairway to heaven in their church i say that lightly as church and acdc in their church i say that lightly if you guys have not 
listen to the messed up church hit the bar on YouTube. Steve and Paulette Kozar, please, please go listen to them. Number one, they're funny. They're crack. They will crack you up funny. But number two, they're doctrinally sound and they tear these apostate pastors apart. It's called hit the bar because if you watch a video and you hit the space bar, it pauses the video, you know, I'm not sure if most of y'all may watch it on your phones or like whatever, but the people who, you know, edit and do like, anyway, hit the space bar, stops the video. So they'll let the pastors and these apostates say what they say, and then they like, boom, they hit the bar and then they tell you what the Bible says. And they tell you how they are, they're not, I wouldn't say misinterpreting the Bible. They are um, manipulating the Bible uh to say what they want you to say right or what they want i'm sorry my watch just went off must have said something that sounded like s-i-r-i mm, yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah so they they break it down so these apostates they can manipulate scripture take a verse out of context whatever to make it sound or fit what their agenda right to fit whatever they want if they want money if they want this they'll, they'll take these scripture verses out and make them sound that way right so it's not really being a legalist it's uh doctrine matters as spencer smith smith spencer smith says doc and doctrine does matter it's not legalism or anything like that it's it's doctrine like you cannot take verses out of context in the bible you can't like automatic write um man i'm telling you there are some books out there uh that are sold in quote-unquote christian bookstores that are not christian they are not christian the jesus calling is straight from the pit of hell she even admits to literally it's called automatic writing that is of satan same thing as the God Calling book was automatic writing. That is demonic, satanically inspired. She goes, my mind is a blank and I just listen to, to, and she said, it's Jesus sitting at the, at the foot of my bed. No, it's not. It's a demon. Number one, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, what does Jesus tell us? If anybody adds to this book, he will add to them the plagues that are written therein. There is no more revelation from God. God sealed it. It is done. The canons are finished. Revelation is it, folks. That's it. There is no more. You want a revelation from God? Read your Bible. You're going to get a revelation from God. Okay? Don't listen to these people that God told me to tell you, to tell you, to tell me, to tell you, to whatever garbage, right? No. No. That's not legalism. That is doctrine. That is biblically sound doctrine okay you know you know people like spencer smith and, and jan markell and all these other ministries and billy crone and and jd farag and brandon holthouse and you know mark henry ministries we're not out here they're not out there telling you um these things to be uh um legalistic no they're telling you because they love you and they want you to understand what the bible says because if you will listen to somebody say that God told me to tell you, you're going to listen to anybody. How do you know if you're being led astray? You don't know because you don't know the word of God. If you read the word of God, then you would know that these people are lying to you. So that's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And um, we're in the end days. Jesus said the deception would be out the charts and it is you have pastors who do you think crept into the pulpit satan look around 
look around. What did what did the what did the Apostle Paul warn us? He said they went out from us, but they were never of us. And then you know, wolves and sheep's clothing, Jesus warned us about. What do you, where do you think that is? Where do you think that is? Where it's in churches. If somebody walked up there and they said, "Hi, I worship Satan." You know, do you think they would just walk into the church and take over the pulpit? Probably now, but I mean, no. They're going to sneak in subtly, unawares, right? A wolf in sheep's clothing, and they're going to lead you astray. All right, I'm going to go off my high horse. But anyway, I just, I, I, you know, my main thing is please read your Bible. Please, please read your Bible. If you, I mean, you don't have to read volumes at a time, you don't have to read chapters at a time you know get in the word of god just get in there and just read like if you want to read ephesians just read ephesians chapter six and meditate on the armor of god read you know second timothy chapter three and then you'll look around and say oh my gosh the bible said wow it's happening just like this chapter says just meditate on it you don't have to read it's not a race to read through the bible it's not a race. You're supposed to meditate on the word of God. What did he say in Psalms? Your word I have hid in my heart so that I will not sin against you. So just get in the book, please. Just, just read your Bible. And uh, so, my, you know, the thing is, like I always say, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you because we live we live in, in days that Jesus told us the apostates would be falling away from the church. And, man, is it happening? It's so happening. I love all of you, and my my prayer is that you would seek, you know, seek God in His Word and pray to Him and have quiet time with Him, and uh, you know, just it, it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And when we say relationship, I talk to Him all day long, all day, and so that's when Jesus says, "When you get to heaven, He said, Lord, Lord." Man, I, I did all of these things in your name. Oh, I cast out demons, and I did this, and I did that. And what does he say? He goes, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I never knew you. You didn't have a personal relationship with him. So it's so important that you have that personal relationship. When people tell you about salvation, when they say question your salvation, it's not that that's a personal decision you have to make. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Or did you just say a prayer when you're five years old for fire insurance and go on and live like hell? That's up to you. That's that's something you you need to think about. That's something that you you need to pray about. Because if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you think about him all the time. You you don't want to sin against him because you just don't want to. That's you don't want to do that. That breaks your heart if you do that. When you sin, do you are you convicted of the Holy Spirit? I know I am. <laughs> if I'm in traffic and I cuss out somebody, boom, all of a sudden I'm like, oh man. You know, you're convicted. The Holy Spirit convicts you and you repent. It's like, oh Lord, I'm sorry, you know. And that's what and he please forgive me and you go on. But if you're not convicted of your sin, are you a Christian? Are you truly saved? Are you born again? I don't know. That's something you need to decide. That's something that only you know. So anyway, with that, I'm going to get off of here, guys. And uh, man, 
like I always say, get in the word of God, let the word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And as always, my prayer for all of you is that the Lord will protect you and watch over you and guide you. And uh, may you hear the still small voice um, through his word. And uh, may he just, you know, protect you all. And uh, man, and I ask these things in Jesus name, Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you.